You're listening to the Tigers Den Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to the Tigers Den, Episode 7. We got an amazing one coming your way with a surprise quarterback leading his team on Thursday. Stellar college football matchups, along with MLB surprises, and a brand new segment on this episode. All that and more, take him away, Reese, with the Weekend Rundown. This is the Weekend Rundown. Hello, guys. This is the Weekend Rundown. (laughs) I hope you guys are having a good weekend. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Taylor, for the intro. Uh, I'm going to get us started with some high school football. Um... James Clemens and Sparkman. Oh, we, great game. We picked that on Countdown. Very turned out to be a very good game. James Clemens wins by one point. At yeah, I got that one wrong. Y'all both got that right. Yes, sir. Yeah, isn't that the one where you said, time to change the graphic? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Spain Park, which I did get right, by the way. But Yeah. Keep going. Um, and then as we know, Auburn um, beat Opelika. Uh, we, me and Taylor actually got to be at that game. It was an exciting game. Uh, including Opelika's fans trying to uh, storm the field with, like, a minute left, and that didn't work out too well. Yeah, I actually talked to one of my friends that goes to Opelika that was actually in the front row when they were getting ready to storm the field uh, before, you know, Omar Mapson absolutely destroyed them. Yeah, and then, like Max said, he picked Spain Park to beat Tuscaloosa County, and Spain Park didn't disappoint, uh, beating them 35-14 to uh, in Tuscaloosa County, and Max, like you told me, on uh, on Saturday, you told me that Spain Park really, or not Spain Park, Tuscaloosa County really, uh, to you doesn't they're not that good, honestly. Like you, said. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I said it on I said it on Countdown when they played Oak Mountain, they lost by one or they won by one point, and Oak Mountain is horrible. Yeah, for reference, Oak Mountain lost to a five A school. They've I think they've lost to a five A school like every year now for the past like ten years. So yeah, well. Yeah, Vestavia Hills kept uh, keeps their season rolling. Uh, Forty-five to twenty-one win over Chelsea. Uh, no surprise there. Chelsea's not really that good. Um, and you know, Vestavia Hills is probably that. That that's gonna be a very good uh, playoff team. I can't wait to see them play in the play in the playoffs. And yeah, we're right, we're coming close on that. By the way, we're coming close. Yeah, and uh, Enterprise beat Prattville pretty bad. That was a blowout, actually, forty-nine to seventeen. Um, yeah, I was completely wrong. That wasn't a trap game at all. So yeah, what the the, the Enterprise Prattville game? Remember how I said it was a trap game? Yeah, yeah. And then um, yeah, because wanted to be a little bit different. Yeah, basically. So yeah, no, that uh, most of those games though on Friday night were the, there was a lot of close ones on Friday night that we picked for for countdown. But now I'm going to move into Saturday games. We had a lot of action in college football this week. Slate was full, and yeah. um, it was a very good slate this weekend. A lot of a lot of blowouts this weekend as well, um, including the one I'm going to get started with. Number one Georgia blew out number twenty Kentucky at um, in Athens. And same every year. Same every year. Yeah, Brock Bowers carried the team. Yeah, seven reception. He's the only guy that uh, what's his name, Carson Beck, can pass to. So. Yeah, we were actually at B Dubs, and there was a lot of Georgians there at B Dubs. Um, yep, a lot of barking. Yeah, and there was two 
there was like a group of Kentucky fans that I think probably left after we did. So <laughs> it, was, it was such a blowout. And then number two, Michigan blew out Minnesota. And Max, you told me that game day, uh, college game day, said that game was going to be close. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally disagree. Yeah. I disagreed too. Uh, especially when Michigan scored 21 in the third quarter and scored 14 in the second quarter. That's too many points given up there. And, you know, college game day was in. Uh, are at the Cotton Bowl, uh, Texas State Fair, open the 1st of October um, with the Red River rivalry. It did not disappoint with Oklahoma upsetting Texas. Um, and, you know, yeah. we were uh, we we're kind of upset because our picks, yeah. our picks didn't go how we planned, uh, especially with Texas losing. Quinn- hey, but that could definitely be, like, one of the best. That's definitely one of the best games. Of the yes. Game so Dylan Gabriel did not disappoint. Quinn Ewers did disappoint me with his two interceptions that he threw. And, yeah. Um, Texas made a lot of mistakes in that game. Uh, so is Texas officially not back? Yeah. No college No college football playoff for them. Dang, that's so sad, yeah. honestly. Uh, and then Ohio State keeps it rolling after they – I mean, you know, Maryland. Maryland did fight. We got to give that to them. Um, yeah, Maryland did. They were up at halftime, right? Or no? It was seventeen seventeen midway through the third quarter, and then um, Ohio State just turned on the Jets and won thirty-seven to seventeen. And um, Ohio State goes to five and zero. Oh. I really feel bad for Maryland because I wanted them to go to six and zero oh and possibly. I feel, team. I feel like Maryland's still gonna finish with like a good record. They're gonna finish like eight and four. Oh yeah, no, next week they play uh next week they play I think um Northwestern or something. So if they can win that game is Northwestern. Yeah, they'll they'll win out except for Penn State and Michigan. Yeah. So. So yeah nine and three is three. not bad. Nine and three is not a bad year for them. Decent bowl game. One hundred percent. And then Florida State, number five Florida State beat uh Virginia Tech. They, hey, that game was close. Yeah, they still didn't look that good. I mean, like, Florida State's got got to watch out. I mean, Duke, they play Duke soon. And Riley Leonard. Yeah, two weeks. By the time they play uh, Duke. So, yeah. we'll see what happens in that game. Um, And then USC is pathetic. Um, 43-41 to 41 against Arizona. Arizona's terrible. But USC's just as worse. Uh, I don't know. Hey. You know who's more pathetic, and I know we'll talk about it more when we get to the new segment. But uh, the AP poll is still keeping USC in the top ten, and I'm I'm an Auburn fan, so this pains me to say, but higher than Alabama when really Alabama should be higher. Alabama, than USC. I, I don't know how Alabama stayed eleven after. Like if Alabama played USC right now, they would absolutely wipe the floor with them. I feel like. Yeah, and then um, Louisville did not disappoint us either. Six. Yeah. Is wait, I want to ask y'all a question. Is this the same Louisville team that we saw when Lamar Jackson was there? Could this be the same Louisville? No, no. You don't think so? No. Firm no. And I, we're going to talk about this also a little bit later when we get to prize picks. But Sam Hartman just didn't look like himself. Like, yeah, we were all hanging out at Taylor's house, and Reese had to leave a little bit early. But <laughs> me and Taylor watching that game afterward, two interceptions after you left, back to back drives by Sam Hartman. He ended up throwing three overall. So. Yeah. It was a terrible, terrible um, game for him. Uh, and then Alabama and Texas A&M uh, <coughs> refs um, versus uh, Texas A&M, uh, twenty-six to twenty-eight or twenty-six twenty. My bad, twenty-six twenty at Kyle Field. Um, game didn't disappoint. I really thought Texas A&M. Me and Taylor really thought Texas A&M should have won the game, but you know, yeah, some controversial calls towards the end of the game. Um, you know, A&M. I still don't. 
Oh, sorry, you keep going. A&M's got that fight in them. They're, they're a good team. Uh, but now I do think Alabama might win the West, actually, if Ole Miss, if Ole Miss loses somewhere. So to keep so to keep prize picks shorter, A&M at Tennessee is not one of the picks. But do you think that game could be close? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, I say I say yes. Is you said A and M at Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Tennessee's a tough place to play. South Carolina. Well, actually, no. no. Neyland. Yeah. South Carolina is just terrible. But yeah. I I take or Tennessee hasn't played a ranked team at their place yet, so I don't really know if it's a tough place to play yet. We'll see. Yeah. It's still Neyland Stadium. It's going to be rowdy. Yeah. It's going to be rowdy. Major. Well, not a major upset, but an upset that happened was UCLA beat Washington State. Uh, twenty-five to seventeen. Um, yeah, and, you know, Washington State uh stayed in the rankings, which I mean, yeah, I mean you could keep them in the rankings, but UCLA uh, did pretty good getting themselves back in the AP poll as well. Uh, it's just so weird to me. I mean, you got Sam Harmon and Cam Ward, two like the what I think should be at least in the top ten for Heisman voting, and they both played not even like not up to their standard, but just bad. Like Cam Ward. 19 for 39 with two interceptions. Yeah, you know what's bad, though? Like, UCLA's quarterback threw two interceptions, and they still won. That You shouldn't throw two interceptions and still win. Exactly. So, Oregon-Washington State or, – or Oregon-Washington, excuse me. That's going to decide the Pac-12. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, and then Drake May didn't disappoint. We were actually talking about that before that game even started. We were talking about how Drake May hadn't looked that well – or hadn't looked that good. 442 passing yards and three TDs this weekend against Syracuse. Uh, North Carolina keeps it keeps it rolling five and and two and in the ACC. Um, that that's good for them. That's a good win. Um, yeah. So now, so now that you talked about Florida State and Louisville and North Carolina, I just want to say real quick. I looked at because they're the three only undefeated teams in the ACC. Yeah. None of them play each other. Oh, the rest of their schedules. Yeah. So we could have a three twelve and zero teams, and then they have to just—it's like a—it's literally like a flip of the coin yeah. to decide who goes. Um, so, but I just want to say that. And then you know the spread for the California and Oregon State game was pretty close at the at the start of the game, and I can honestly see why California had that fight in them. But uh, DJU uh, threw five touchdown passes, which was amazing. Yeah. California's a decent team. Yeah, California's a decent team. Yeah, we figured Auburn figured that out. Uh, and California yeah. as well, like forty points scored, you can beat most Pac twelve teams uh, with forty points. Honestly, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then Ole Miss escapes a win at home against Arkansas after upsetting LSU the week uh, prior. Uh, but you know, yeah, I this kind of scares me for Ole Miss because if Ole Miss when Ole Miss comes to Auburn, um, there's a chance that that game could be close. Well, I think I'm also po- I was possibly wrong. Because I, I told y'all yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, Arkansas stinks whenever we were talking about Arkansas Ole Miss. Yeah. But I think Arkansas is actually decent, and they've just played, uh like, good teams. You know, like, they've lost to Ole Miss. They lost to LSU close. Yeah. They lost to uh, Texas A&M they got, pretty they close. They got Bama next week at 11 a.m., so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah. And then I'm not going to talk talk a lot about Georgia Tech and Miami, but uh, Georgia Tech won. <laughs> Um, the most, the most, did you see the end of the game, Reese? Yeah, I did. Bro, talk about it a little bit later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my bad, my yeah. bad, my bad. And then, uh, LSU and Missouri didn't disappoint either. Great what, game. What a game. I mean, like, it was a heck of a game. Taylor got that pick right. Um, yeah. With LSU. Hey, I, I'm not going to lie to them. Missouri's still a good team to watch out for. I mean, they got at Kentucky next week. That's not a, 
That's also not a game on prize picks because of time. Yeah. But uh, I think that'll be a really good game. Yeah. Like, just in general. And then um, let's cancel the Fresno State and um, Air Force matchup. Um, that matchup's uh, off the table now after Fresno State uh, proceeded to lose at Wyoming. Um, yeah. Although Wyoming, I feel like, is also one of those – like, they're – they're pretty good. I mean, they're only losses to Texas at Texas. Yeah, Wyoming uh, ended the second longest win streak in the nation at 14 games. Uh, Fresno State yeah, had that. Um, Fresno State's a good team, but hey, Wyoming at Air Force will be a really good game. Yeah, no. I was kinda, what week is that? You know, I was kind of surprised that. Um, um, speaking of Wyoming, I was kind of surprised today that they weren't put in the AP poll after beating Fresno State. But you know, you got other teams as well to look out for. That are way better than them. They did get a lot of honorable mentions, though, um, from that. Um, now I'm going to go to NFL Week 5. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on the Panthers and Lions uh, because I know Taylor has something for it later. Um, or no, Max does, my bad. I think Max does, yeah. Um, Lions and Panthers, 42-24. to 24. I mean, I kind of expected this as a Panthers fan. Panther- the Lions defense is amazing. Like, I mean, their defense is probably, in my opinion, besides the 49ers, that's the second-best defense in the NFL right there, the Lions defense is. The Lions defense, yeah. Ethan Hutchinson, is amazing. And David McC- I talk about – I don't talk about it that much later. I mean, I'm mainly going to talk about the Lions a little bit later. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the Lions did look really good. David Montgomery looked really good, too. 19 carries, 109 yards, and a TD. That was not bad. And Adam Thielen for the Panthers didn't look that bad. Uh, 11 receptions, 107 yards, one touchdown, and Bryce Young didn't look that bad either. Uh, this I would say this is probably his best game of the year, even though he lost. Uh, three touchdown passes, two interceptions, and 200. Hey, you can you can see the improvement. I mean, it's it's gonna take time, obviously, but you can see the improvement. And then the Jaguars and Bills played in London uh, this morning. Or good game. Yeah. Um, Jaguars won 25 to 20. The Bills had two opportunities with a minute to go. And they failed uh, to convert those opportunities. Josh Allen did not have his best game. I mean, three fifty nine yard or three hundred fifty nine passing yards is good, but um, made a lot of mistakes later in the game, and it just didn't work out. And then, yeah, and if you're the Bill, or, or sorry, sorry, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, and then you know, I was kind of sad to see the Texans lose to the Falcons. I really thought the Texan Texans had it in them. And then the Falcons ended up kicking a game-winning, um, game-winning field goal to uh, beat the Texans, twenty-one to nineteen. C.J. Stroud um, did play pretty good against the yeah. Falcons defense. And actually, we were talking about Kyle Pitts last week being a bust, and Kyle Pitts uh, actually proved a lot of people wrong this week with seven receptions for eighty-seven yards. Very good, yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Maybe we can see more of that this season. What sucks is so many people had him on their bench in fantasy. So just because how he played, and then um, uh, yeah, Titans and Colts. Colts get another win. Um, but another problem, D or not DJ, um, AJ, or Anthony Richardson is injured again. Yeah, shoulder injury. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. He reminds me of um, sadly he reminds me of Cam Newton getting injured and that's what's probably going to ruin his career if he keeps getting injured he's already gotten injured three times in the season yeah. out of the first five games so that's something that the Colts really need to monitor and uh, be careful with and then the Dolphins keep rolling after they lost to the Bills last week uh the Dolphins Tua 
didn't have his best game, but was still able to find a way to win. Um, and, you know, Tyree Kill had a heck of a day. Eight receptions, 181 uh, yards re- uh, receiving, and then one touchdown. Uh, 31 to 16 was the final score of that game. I mean, and you look at A Chain, is A Chain officially like the star <coughs> of the draft right now? I would say, yeah. 151 rushing yards and touchdown. Like, it's just insane how fast he is. I mean, just, just in general. Like, And then I'm going to, you know, I don't really like the Saints, but I'm just going to have to talk about him for a little bit, um, for a minute. Saints get a big win in New England. Um, Mac, Mac Jones got benched for like the third time this season. Um, and the Saints defense did not disappoint. Neither did Alvin Kamara. Neither did Derek Carr. Those those guys were dogs today. One thirty four to zero. And then the Steelers and Ravens seventeen to ten. Steelers upset the Ravens. George, yeah, game winning TD. All of us picked the Ravens. I mean, that was a huge upset. Yeah. Wow. And then the Eagles. Uh, like I was telling Max before uh, the podcast, the Eagles were at SoFi Stadium and had more fans than um than the Rams did, which I mean it's not a surprise because I don't think people in LA like follow follow football. I think they're just like Yeah. I don't it's, think it's yeah. It's weird. And then um Mac or Zach Wilson gets um his second or actually his first win. Well would you consider the first game a win for him? Yeah I would say. Yes he yeah. played the entire so two game. games, yeah. Two wins for him now on the season. The Jets are two and three they win thirty-one to twenty-one in Denver. The Broncos' uh, mishaps just continue. Um, and- hey, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, you gotta like what you see from the Jets right now. Yeah. And like in terms of like coming back, their defense is really good. I don't know if y'all saw it, but Sean Payton um, literally was screaming at Russell Wilson. Um, he sat. He got sacked and then fumbled it in the end zone, and the Jets recovered it for a touchdown. Jeez. There was also beef because um, the Jets' offensive coordinator used to work for Sean Payton, and mm. Sean Payton was talking about how bad he was. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. CJ Uzuma before the game, uh, Auburn graduate, was oh, like, yeah. "F them, f this. We're gonna go out and win and prove him wrong." And yeah. then Sean Payton and that guy like avoided each other after the game. It was so funny to watch. Yeah, and Brees <laughs> Hall, Brees Hall after the game, um, he in his interview he said that. Um, he said um, to the he said that uh, the better coach won. That's what he said. He said the better coach won. Um, he was like dissing Sean Payton. He was like the better coach won this one. I mean that's a yeah. fair point. I mean you know yeah Jets won the Broncos didn't yeah. And then uh, the Chiefs stole one from the Vikings. Of course, um, not a surprise that the Chiefs get every call in the world. Uh, me and or I was watching the game, and so was Taylor. And there was a the most like biased call I've ever seen. Um, Patrick Mahomes got sacked and still had the ball in his hand, and they called roughing the passer. Um, yeah, doesn't make sense because he wasn't a passer. So yeah, you know. it's ridiculous. Uh, the Chiefs escape a win in Minnesota, and we'll probably go to beat the Broncos on Thursday night football next week. Um, and in the MLB, in the MLB, yeah. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, the Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. Hooray, hooray, hooray. You guys win the World Series. Um, Phillies beat the Braves 3 to nothing. Uh, kind of wasn't a surprise to me because I kind of thought this was going to happen. And it did. Spencer Strider. And, guys, Reese is a, Bra- is a Braves fan. He's talking like this about them. Spencer Strider. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer Strider pitched his butt off. 
but the offense just wasn't there the other night. The Phillies manager I heard his interview after the game. Um, he made the right moves, and especially he's going to continue to make the right moves. Um, he uh, last night he said that the bullpen, the bullpen, uh, he brought in every pitcher like that could throw ninety nine to one hundred miles an hour to stop the Braves offense offense from scoring, and he's going to do the same thing tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens for Game Two of the uh, NLCS, and you know the Braves might be in trouble here. Um, Here's what I saw. I saw a crazy stat, though. I mean, how dominant the Braves have been. I mean, uh, the Braves haven't not scored one run since May. Like, they've scored at least one run in every game uh, since May, since, like, the middle of May. And so, but, you know. I'll just, what, what, I'll just say this. I'll say maybe they maybe they come back, maybe they don't. Who knows? I mean, it's just it just depends because the Braves' offense all, all regular season was good, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Uh, and then the Rangers are like surprising us like so much. Yeah. Um, the Rangers win three to two on Saturday, and then on Sunday they win eleven to eight. So they take this. They they're in the lead of the series. They're in the lead of the series two zero against Baltimore. All they have to do is go back to Texas and win one game, and they're going to the ALCS. And you're one step away from a World Series. And you know, without Max Scherzer. That's that's kind of impressive, um, that what they've been able to do without. Ma- yeah, I mean, all those, all those, you know, what's it called? All stars are paying off and big moves. Yeah, and then the Astros are up, um, one zero, uh, on the Twins. Uh, Although the Twins are winning right now. Yes, the Twins are winning right now. Five um, zero, bottom of the six. Yes, the Astros won uh, on Saturday six to four, um, and uh, they took game one. They kind of looked like the. Uh, World Series team or the World Series winning team we saw last year in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. And then the Diamondbacks surprised us a lot with 11 runs against the Dodgers and putting Clayton Kershaw out in the first inning. Yeah, you see, he allowed yeah, he allowed six hits. Yeah. Oh, before getting a strike. We'll right. see the Braves and Dodgers or not before getting the Braves and season. Dodgers who both are 100 win teams um, might be in trouble like they were last year. We'll see in Game Two of the. NLDS is in um are on Monday, so it's it's really gonna be tough for today actually. What today? Yeah, but because we record on Sundays, time's kind of weird. Uh, so yeah, this is coming out on Tuesday. So yeah, it's today. Yeah, but that's all I have for weekend rundown. Um, yes. Thank you, Reese. And now we're gonna move on to my segment, MMVP. Who is this week's MMVP. So, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of confused on who I should pick this week. There was a lot of great players, a lot of not-so-great players. And so, I actually texted y'all. And I got a great recommendation from Taylor. And I want to shout this player out because, I'm not going to lie, we kind of dogged on him a little bit last week. And by we, I mean Lemmy Taylor. You know, throwing him into his garbage disposal, into the trash can. Um, But... I just want to highlight this player coming into his third season in the NFL. People were already questioning whether or not Justin Fields even belonged in the NFL or even at the quarterback position, considering he threw for 59% and threw 21 interceptions through his first two seasons. But, and when he finally looked like he was starting to figure it out last week, or excuse me, two weeks ago against the Broncos, he threw an interception and fumbled the ball in the red zone, which eventually led to the Broncos coming back from 
21 points down in the fourth quarter. To make things even worse, the fans in the in the Chicago Bears stadium were chanting Caleb Williams towards the end of the game, even though Fields is just 24 years old and was the Bears' number 11 overall pick in 2021. But last Thursday night, when all hope seemed lost, with anal- analysts discussing Fields' trades throughout the week, as well as Taylor Gottney throwing him in the trash, <laughs> Justin Fields threw for 282 yards and four passing touchdowns, along with 57 rushing yards on 11 carries. But possibly best of all, Fields had zero, I repeat, zero turnovers. The Bears also got their first regular season win since October 24th of 2022. And if there's any way for the Bears as well as Justin Fields to somehow make up for that disastrous collapse against the Broncos, this was it. What do y'all think of Justin Fields' performance against the Commanders? Um, I think it was a great performance. Uh, I think that the the Commanders' defense, you know, they they got a good defense. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, their defense played played uh, very good against the Eagles. Um, sad loss that they lost to the Eagles uh, a few weeks ago. And then also, I kind of thought going into that game, I was like, oh, looks like the Commanders might actually um might actually win um pretty big. And then um all of a sudden Justin Fields decided. Um, he's not done yet, and I honestly don't think the Bears are done yet. Um, actually, really quick, I want to look at the Bears' schedule. Um, I was about to do the same. Yeah, play. they play. No, the Bears are done. They play. They play at home against the Vikings. That's a winnable game. And the Raiders too. At home, that's two wins. Yeah, two wins in my opinion. The Chargers on Sunday Night Football on October 29th. Well, that's going to be a tough that's, one. That's tough, but you know, maybe winnable. Winnable. The Saints is not winnable. I'm sorry. That the- with how good the Bears division is, they're not they're not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not winning. They're definitely not winning the division. The Lions are, but I mean, if they can string a couple wins here, I mean, I see also later down the road at home against Carolina. Um, yeah, they get the Lions at home and away because they play them twice, but they get them at home one time. Possibly could upset them, you know. Um, at the Browns, at home against the Cardinals, and at home against the Falcons. Those are winnable games that if they if all the chips fall in the right places, they could possibly make the wild card. I don't think it will happen, but there's a chance. Well, how bad most of the teams are? How bad most of the teams are this year with the records? Um, there's a chance they could sneak into the playoffs at like um, nine and eight, or maybe if they win ten games, they could uh, go ten and seven in there. No. Yeah, because I see. Wait, hold up. Let me let me do some oh math. Oh my gosh. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. One, two. Three. There's no way you are talking about the Bears making the playoffs right now. Okay, I only see it's six just more a wins, thought. actually, it's realistically. So, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think this is definitely a step in the right direction, what we saw on Thursday night. You just said they might sneak in the wild card. Well, I just I just counted up the wins. I only see six more. So Hey, you talk about Justin Fields, but how about DJ Moore? I mean, yeah, DJ, yeah, DJ he Moore had 230 really of those 280 yards. He really, he really did prove that uh, – you know, that he was worth it in the trade because I'm not going to lie, through the first couple of weeks, he didn't look too great. But these last two weeks, he's been And phenomenal. I traded for him in fantasy, baby. And I started yeah, him. Yeah, I know. Week. Yeah, I started him. He got me 40 points. Let's the one, go. The one thing that's going to hurt the hurt the Bears is um their right back, Khalil Herbert, is doubtful for the Vikings game this upcoming week. And he also, Devon – or. Deontay Foreman is also out. He's I don't know what's wrong with them. They got Roshan Johnson though. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was about to say because 
Um, I'm not going to lie. Roshan Johnson for a little bit these last couple of weeks looks like he might end up being the RB1 uh, if he keeps playing well. So, over Khalil Herbert. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. Herbert's been kind of okay. He has no touchdowns yet. We'll just see how the season plays out because, you know, we've seen it before. Remember the Jaguars last year were terrible and then ended up coming back and sneaking into the playoffs and then making it to the uh, divisional round. Listen, all I'll say is congratulations, Justin Fields. You proved us wrong for now. Let's see how you do at home against the Vikings and at home against the Raiders. Uh, But good job, Justin Fields, and that's going to do it for MMVP. Now, what do we got next? Taylor. Trash can. I can't wait for this one. Straight from the garbage disposal, this is Taylor's Trash Can. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts All right, so the fans will think this is very, very basic. But I don't. This person deserves to be trash can this week. You know, I had a lot of different options. I could have gone Shadur Sanders flexing his watch on a one and four Arizona State student. Yeah, that was whack. I could go with Kentucky absolutely getting mauled by Georgia after being ranked 20 and all the hype around him. Yep. yep. And I could go with the Tampa Bay Rays marketing team and their fans (laughs) for no one showing up. 19,000 at a playoff game is pitiful. That's like the athletics, like worse than the athletics. Or, I mean, the Patriots as a whole today against the Saints on Sunday against the Saints. I mean, absolutely awful, Mac Jones. Yeah. Uh, Patriots fans actually booed every single time the Patriots came off the field. So. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh, I saw it. It was horrible. One man sticks out among all the trash cans, <laughs> and his name is Mario Cristobal, <laughs> head coach for the Miami Hurricanes. My God, this dude sucks. The Miami Hurricanes were up by three with 31 seconds left. The college football play clock is 40 seconds, and you had 31 seconds left. And they ran the ball. And they didn't just run the ball. They gave the ball to their running back. Their running back, who, who was only a sophomore against a like old Georgia Tech D-line. And then... They didn't call a prevent on defense. They didn't call a pass defense. They blitzed everyone, and they gave up a touchdown to Georgia Tech for Georgia Tech to win the game. You know, Cristobal should be fired after what he did. Miami was cruising to be 5-0, and getting ready for a big game in Chapel Hill, you know, probably trying to contend for an ACC championship spot. Excuse me. But now you're tied in ninth in the very good ACC this year. And you're number 25 in the rankings. They shouldn't even be in the rankings. That's some bull. But exactly. I would go to say that Miami's season is over. Yes, they'll make a bowl game. But New Year's Six and playoff is completely out of the question because of the head coach that came from Oregon. Yes, he's a great coach, great motivator, great guy. You know, all the hype around him, justified. He just made a bet on Georgia Tech Moneyline in Vegas, <laughs> and he wanted to win a little extra money on top of his 10-year $8 million contract. But, you know, everyone was saying Miami's back. You know, they're great nope. form in the 90s, 2000s with star graduates like Ed Reed, um, star quarterbacks that came out of there. But this season's over. It was so bad that the fans literally threw their trash onto the field. That's how trash this guy is. The fans at Hard Rock threw their trash. You know, there are probably five Miami fans that showed up to that stadium. Threw their trash literally on the field. They trashed the field. They trashed the Miami Hurricanes. This team is trash. Crumple them up. Throw them away. Mario Cristobal, you suck. 
You deserve to get fired. You deserve everything that's coming towards you in the media. You deserve all the fire. You deserve all the post-game interviews. But what do y'all think about Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes? He sucks. <laughs> I mean, the the Hurricanes are done. Uh, they'll they'll end up going like uh, I'm gonna say nine nine and three probably maybe eight and four because of his stupid play calling. Like you said, you don't freaking run the ball when you have forty seconds on the play clock and thirty one seconds uh, in the game clock, and that's ridiculous. Um, I think Georgia Tech, like obviously, was super lucky. If I was Georgia Tech's coach, I'd say Mario Cristobal is the dumbest coach ever, and we won because of how retarded he w- he was to call a run play with 31 seconds left when you should have just taken a knee and you would have won. But you know, yeah. yeah, Miami's done. They're gonna get blown out by North Carolina by like I'm, I'm by 50, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's it's all over. Yeah, so I actually I turned this game on as soon as I got home from Taylor's house, and I kid, I kid you not, I was like, oh, I'm about to, I, I need to turn this game off. Actually, they're gonna kneel it out. They're they're gonna kneel it out because I I turned it on knowing that it was a three point game. I didn't know who had the ball, but then I saw, oh, Miami has it, third and ten, thirty one seconds to go. They're obviously gonna kneel it out. Don't but then Miami, I hear, don't ever turn <laughs> off. <of that. laughs> but then I hear the commentator say they're not kneeling it out, and I see them running the ball, fumbling. And then proceed to lose the game with somebody chucking a water bottle at the Georgia Tech wide receiver's head after you just scored on their sorry sorry team. Oh, what's uh, so, what's I mean, it was it was just so I don't I don't understand. Like in Mario Cristobal, like you said, we even talked about him early in the season as being like one of the one of the better coaches in all of college football. Like he's one of the best recruiters. He's one of the best overall, I'd say, coaches when it comes to game planning. But when it comes to late game management, I mean, I was talking to my boss earlier today, and he even said he did this at Oregon. It was one of the hardest things for Oregon fans to accept. But he was one of the worst in game, like late game management uh, guys, like ever. And that's one of the reasons why he's at Miami and not Oregon now. Yeah, him. So him and the Chicago Bears coach will both uh, both get coaching jobs. Yeah, <laughs> they're literally like best friends. Like, well, I don't, I don't get it. I just Chris didn't Paul understand be the, it. Chris Ball be the head coach at like McNeese State State, and then. Uh, the Bears coach will be the offensive coordinator, and then they'll they'll work it out together, and both go oh and seventeen. Like, but I mean, if you're Miami, he's on a ten year contract, guys. Like, you can't know, just that is insane. Fire him because you'll owe him over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. No. Yeah. And did you see? Actually, I just saw this. Did you see in his post game press conference when asked about it? He said, well, we talk about in practices all the time, we talk about having two hands on the ball. He blamed the running back in the post-game press conference. No, he didn't that's even ta- awful. He didn't even take responsibility for what he they did. They probably and didn't even getting- practice this week. Yeah, he's getting he's getting absolutely ripped and memed by everybody, and rightfully so. Did you see I mean, that hey, is just- but, but, hey, we got to move on. Yeah. We got to crumple him up, throw him in the trash can. And now we actually, I think we got the new segment coming up. Yeah, Reese, take him away with top ten. Who's first? Who's last? And who's in between? This is top ten. Yes, sir. Uh, new segment. The way this segment works is we uh, pick the best uh, teams from college football and NFL. The best top ten teams we think. Yeah, all three of us too. I'm excited for this. Yes. Yeah. 
And we'll switch it up from week to week, like sports. Like, we can do, like, top 10 NBA whenever it gets there. And stuff yeah. Like that. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, college football. Yeah, let's do college football and then debate and then NFL and then debate. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Yeah, Um, obvious number one is probably Georgia for me. Um, they proved it. Yeah, they proved they it. They proved it. Um, you know, uh, when they barely beat Auburn, I was like, oh, Georgia's in trouble. But now I think Georgia will probably go 12-0 and 0 because who's beating them. Maybe Tennessee can beat them, but I doubt it. Um, but, yeah, Georgia. Georgia proved it. They're obvious number one. Obvious number two is Michigan. Uh, for- yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I-, I got different ones for both of those. My okay. number three, this is going to surprise y'all, is Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Oklahoma okay. is my number three. Uh, I I think they, uh, they're they a really good team offensively. I do think their defense needs a little bit of work, but offensively they're, they've got it, and they, they have a big shot at winning the Big 12. Wow. Um, that's I mean, hey, that's interesting. That's what I'll say. And then four, um, uh, four I'm probably going to say uh, – I'm going to say Florida State at four, even though they've Ooh. been struggling. Um, I think they'll pull it together eventually, and I'm going to say they go they go at four spot. Um, and then at five spot, I'm going to have to go with Alabama. Alabama. Oh, wow. Ohio State's just – Ohio State fans are crying right now, yeah. but go on, go on. Yeah, I think Alabama deserves to be at uh, five spot because um, they've proved it the past few weeks. Uh, after that loss to Texas, they've really shown uh, – what they're made of, um, and you know they're proving a lot of people wrong. So is Jalen Milrow. Um, That's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah. And then my uh, sixth spot, uh, I'm st- I'm gonna stay with the Longhorns here. I'm I'm gonna go with bro. What? No way. Where is Ohio, <laughs> Ohio State? Ohio State. They're going back. They're going back <laughs> because I don't. Ohio State's. Mm, yeah. They're just hey. <laughs> I'll, I, hey, we're gonna wait to to debate until we say all of our rankings, like fully debate. But keep going, Reese. And then my seven is Ohio State. Okay, Ohio. State. I'm gonna talk about it after. Yeah. Okay. Ohio State's my seven, and you'll figure out why soon. Um, okay. Honestly, my eight. I'm. I honestly think Louisville should be the eight. What the Bro, heck? No, oh my god. Oh my Louisville? god. No, you're joking. Louisville should be the eight. Okay, okay. Okay, and just then, keep going. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll flame you okay, later. Then, we'll flame you later. <laughs> then I think or- Oregon – no, actually, I'm going to change that. Oregon should be the eight, and then – Thank goodness. And then, okay, and then I'm going to put Washington at nine, and then I'm going to put Louisville at ten. <laughs> hey, those are those are some interesting rankings. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you mine uh, real, really quick. Reese's um, hottest take. Because <laughs> <laughs> – because I sent it, to, I sent it to y'all earlier, so you already know them. I actually, I agreed with the AP poll on every single one, but the ten spot. So I have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, FSU, Oklahoma at five, Penn State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, and then I have Bama at ten. I dropped out. If we had an eleventh spot, it would be USC right now. But um, I just, I just don't see them being a top ten team after what I saw against Arizona last night. That was inexplicably bad on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Caleb Williams is going to do what he does every night, every night out. But I mean, their defense is just—I don't know what to do. Lincoln Riley, get it together. All right, what are yours, Taylor? All right, so number one, 
I agree with both of y'all. Georgia, I think they proved it against Kentucky. You know, yeah, yeah. A lot of questions coming into the season. Bad game against South Carolina. Bad game against Auburn. But they proved it against the ranked team. I don't think I don't think Kentucky is very good. But you know, Georgia, great team, great number one. At my number two, I have Boomer Sooner. Oh from my, Oklahoma at number two. Oh, that's goodness, it, dude. That's not. If you can go into the Cotton Bowl and beat Texas, you deserve to be highly ranked. I just love this Oklahoma offense. I love their defense as well. You know, making Q, Quinn Ewers make mistakes. That's 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 pretty impressive. That's all that I'm is. Yeah. Oklahoma at number two. You know, got some big games coming up. UCF. Kansas, West Virginia, going to be great games, but give me Oklahoma at two. And then number three, y'all did not agree. I, we did not agree on number three at all. I don't, I, I think this team was y'all's number eight and number nine. Oh. I'm going to oh. have to go with the Oregon Ducks, baby. <laughs> I you saw know, that. The I saw that in Colorado. Oh, Oregon wow. is an absolutely star-studded offense. Bucky Irving, Bo Nix, just to name a few people. Uh, this Oregon team is just – they're. I feel like they're underrated yeah. at this point. No, the only reason I put them at the only reason I put them at eight is because um the bye week they had. Yeah, their lowest scoring game is thirty eight points. And yes, I get the bye week, but this Oregon team, if they win out, they're a lock for the one seed. They have to be number one. That's a fair. They yeah. play in the, in the they play at conference. Washington, Washington State, at Utah, USC, and Oregon State. They have to be one if they win out. Do, I mean, there's no. I don't think Washington yeah. and Oregon. Uh, will be the game that decides the Pac-12 championship. Basically, a hundred percent, a hundred and thousand percent. So, all right. So number four, I got Michigan. You know, Michigan. Okay. I, I don't. Right. I think they still need to prove themselves. Yeah, their schedule um, kind of. Their schedule has been kind of weak so far. Yeah, Michigan always does that. They always have a weak schedule going into the Ohio State game at the end of the year, and then the Penn State and the Ohio State game is always a showdown. Then my number five. Speaking of Ohio State, I have Ohio State at number five. Um, good team had a good game against Maryland. Um, offense is kind of questionable. Um, Kyle McCord is kind of questionable, but you know Ohio State rolls on. Number five, number six. I actually have Florida State. Um, I think Florida State really bad first half against a struggling Virginia Tech team that lost to Marshall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and almost lost to Old Dominion. Um, Virginia Tech is not good. Florida State even at home they should have done way better. The only reason they won that game was because of their special teams. Um, number seven, I have to, I'm going to have to go Penn State. Um, another oh, wow. Big Ten team that hasn't really had a great schedule so far. Um, but Penn State, you know, really good team. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else to say about them, you know. Yeah, two State. weeks from now they got Ohio State. So Yeah, uh, Ohio State's going to be a showdown. They struggled against Northwestern last week. I, I, they had a bye week this week. But last week against Northwestern, they struggled a little bit in the first yeah. quarter, first half. But I agree with the AP poll on that one, you know. Uh, number seven, Penn State. So let's go. Yeah, yeah. And then number eight, I gotta go Washington. Um, I I like this Washington team. You know, I am an Oregon fan, so I don't like them this week. But I like Washington. I like Mac- Michael Penix Jr. Um, I think right now he's definitely the, my front runner for the Heisman. Um, but we'll Washington with another bye week. Um, yeah, I mean another bye week. QBR ninety one point six, sixteen touchdowns, two picks, almost two thousand yards already. Um, but yeah, Washington number eight, and then I have a team at number nine that none of y'all said in y'all's top ten. Ooh. Is it North Carolina? Yes, it's North. Oh. It's the Tar Heels, of North Carolina. I know they haven't played the greatest teams yet, 
they've kind of struggled in their smaller games so far. But I love Drake May. He hasn't had the greatest start to his season, but I think they're a really good team. Uh, they got a big game against Miami coming up. I think they easily win that, and then they play Duke later in the year. Um, North Carolina, a great team. Tez Walker coming back as well. Yeah, I think that's what really jumped North Carolina up in the rankings for me. You know, they're projected wide receiver one coming back, eligible to play. Um, I don't think he had a huge game, but, you know, he was trying to get into the offensive system because he hasn't played yet. And then number 10, I got to go with the Longhorns of Texas. I was thinking about putting Alabama, but, you know, Texas and Alabama, Texas has the head-to-head in Bryant-Denny, so I had to go Texas. Only losing to Oklahoma by three is a big milestone for how good Oklahoma is. Um, but Quinn Ewers, uh, not in my he- not in my Heisman race at all anymore, I would say, after that disappointing game against Oklahoma. That's but that's fair. my top ten for college football. I mean, okay, so now we're going to, you know, go back on Reese's mainly. Reese, so did you – you don't have – who was your last three? Um, my last then? three, I changed it up. It was, it was Oregon, Washington, and Louisville. So you did have Louisville at 10? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, that's interesting to me. So why are they why are they better than North Carolina right now? Um, I, I, I think Louisville, honestly, is kind of surprising a lot of people, and they're going to continue to do that. I don't think they play North Carolina at all. And I, I honestly think that Louisville, um, they, they have a decent team. They showed that last night. Their defense really stands out to me. Um, their defense is really, really good. Um, they're, they got, uh, I would say, one of the best secondaries in the ACC. And um, I, I think they could possibly can they could uh, compete for the ACC championship game. So where is Penn State? That's yeah. the one I forgot because they were on a bye week. I would have put so, – Wait, did you just not put them in the top ten? Yeah, because they were they were on a bye week. I would have put them in the top ten. No, 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 no. Penn State is – That's wild. Penn State could be top five. That's yeah, no. I was about to say, so you had you had Alabama ahead of Oregon, Washington, and Penn State. Mm-hmm. So you had Texas at six too, right? Yeah. yeah no, I moved. To, I I said that the only reason they were at six is because of um, you know, a close loss to Oklahoma really doesn't affect them, but they still probably they their schedule's easy enough for them to go eleven and one. Like, I mean, that's it's obvious that they're going to go eleven. So no Penn State. You don't believe in Penn State at all. No, no, I think Penn State would be good. It's just I I forgot that they were they had a box. Oh, so you just forgot it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, we'll see. I mean, to be fair, it is a fair point. They're they've been pretty forgettable so far just because they haven't played anybody. Yeah, like their first but, I mean, was against the University of Delaware. Like, I mean, who was? Yeah. So and then I want to ask Taylor real quick. You have Oklahoma at two. Which yes. I mean, hey, they did look good against Texas. I'm not gonna lie; they really impressed me, especially on that you know game-winning touchdown. I didn't think that would happen. Um, but what makes them for right now? And I know Michigan has improved themselves, but what makes them better than Michigan from what you see? You know, the thing that stands out about Oklahoma compared to these other Big Twelve teams is they're actually they actually play defense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just believe in Oklahoma, and I think. If they win out, they're going to move up in the college football playoff rankings easily. I mean, they're going to win the Big 12 more than likely. Yeah. Um, they actually have a player named Danny Stutzman that I, oh, I we saw against Texas. Uh, he had nine tackles against the star-studded, you know, speed demons of uh, Texas. But really what stands out to me is just Dylan Gabriel. I mean, coming in last year from UCF, Oklahoma was awful last year. You know, the 49-0 to against Texas. Um 
He had a, he did only have a completion rate of sixty percent, but I mean his season stats are really good. He has the third best QBR, sixteen touchdowns, two interceptions. I honestly think that if you have a top five in Heisman right now, Dylan Gabriel has to be somewhere on that list. He has the same stats as Michael Penix Jr. Granted, Michael Penix Jr. has played one less game, but I just think Dylan Gabriel has to be somewhere in that. Um, I don't know. I just like Oklahoma. I, I believe in them. I believe in their run game. Their run games, they have actually uh, three running backs that get shares of the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, home field advantage for Oklahoma is always insane, too. You yeah. got, and they don't really play a decent team all year, the rest of the year. I mean, they play West Virginia at Kansas. I mean, those are decent games. But I believe in Oklahoma, and I think they deserve to be number two after going into the Cotton Bowl. Basically, home field advantage for Texas and getting the big win. Yeah. Hey, that those are all those are all great points. And the last thing I'd like to bring up before we go into like NFL, if y'all don't have anything to say about mine, mine's pretty standard. You know, similar to the AP poll, I just went off based of like what they were looking like before, and then based off what they look like this week. What do y'all think about uh, Oregon at three though? Oregon at three is hey, we'll see this week. You know, that's what I'll say. Or like Oregon, we got we or- we got the appetizer against Colorado. We're getting the full meal against Washington. Oregon at three makes sense because Oregon deserves to be that high because of what they've done so far. Colorado yeah. might be overrated, but Oregon ap- absolutely exposed them and how bad they are. And both yeah, both Nick. The main difference between like Oregon and Michigan and Penn State, you know, the the teams that haven't really played anybody like of that top caliber yet is because Oregon hasn't played any of them close. Like there's been no doubt you could argue Texas tech, but I mean, honestly, I feel like they had that game in the bag, like throughout the entire game. It would just ended up being close on the scoreboard. Um, Oregon's just proven it so far, you know? So I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch. If Oregon, if Oregon uh, beats Washington, I think Oregon wins. They might win the national championship. Hey, that's a fair point. My last one was going to be like, why why do each of us uh, have USC out of the top ten? You know, and I know the obvious reasons. You know, because for me, it's I mean, just they've probably played in their entire schedule so far. Like they've only played two games where they've absolutely dominated. And as a team that wants to be in the college football playoff, like this is supposed to be their year. I mean, their team is stacked. You know, they have so many, like, five stars, great transfers and stuff. But for a team that's played San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, and Arizona, all mid-schools, they've only only destroyed two of them. Yeah. Like, you could argue San Jose State, but that game was close at halftime. And they allowed 28 points. Whereas Arizona State... They, they won by 14 and also allowed 28 points. Colorado, they allowed 41 and only won by seven. And Colorado had terrible late-game management. I don't know if that was Dion's fault or some other guy, but terrible late-game management. They could have lost that game. And then Arizona, they had to win in three overtimes. I mean, I just don't – I don't get it. And they got at Notre Dame. We'll talk – that is a game that we're going to pick in prize picks, which that's a game I genuinely – I'm just going to go and say it right now because I feel strong about it. I genuinely think they could lose that game. Like, I genuinely do, because they don't look complete at all. Yeah, their offense is great, but, I mean, their defense, like, Alex Grinch, how does he still have a job? Like, the USC, I don't understand how how many years are they going to go 10-2, and 11-1? and Because, yeah, at USC, you're one of the top 10 recruiting schools in the country every year. You know, you're going to have five stars. You're going to be more talented than any other team you, put, you face 10 times out of 10, but... 
if you can't have good coaching and you can't be good on both sides of the ball, you're never going to win anything, and nobody's going to remember your team. So that's all I have to say because I felt really strongly about USC. Do you have any quick things to say about USC before we move on to NFL? USC has the worst defense in college football, and that's the reason I put them out of my top ten. Because they're def- yeah. The only thing USC has going for them is Caleb Williams with 22 touchdowns. That's it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Reese, now tell us your NFL top ten. Oh, because I'm tired of USC. NFL, NFL top ten. Panthers number one. <laughs> Heck no. That would be at freaking, like, a hundred if teams. Um, All right, let's hear it. Yeah, my number one. I'm actually gonna say the Eagles because the Eagles are five. Mm. Mm. Eagles are five okay. Obvious choice there. The Eagles look amazing right now. Um, they've had a they had a little bump against the uh, Commanders, but they still were able to win. Jalen Hurts is amazing. Um, hey, just quick score update: Forty Niners are up twenty-eight to ten with the ball. Yeah, and that's why there. that's why the Forty Niners are number two. Um, okay. They have one of the best defenses um, uh, in the league as well. And then I'm I'm actually going to put the Dolphins at number three. Oh. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Even with the loss to the Bills, I still put them at number three. And then I'm going to I'm gonna actually put the Lions at number four. Oh, yeah. Reece, I, I don't disagree. Number. I don't disagree with yeah, that. Yeah. And then I'm going to put the Chiefs at five because – Whoa! Like, you're on a roll, actually, for me. They're four and one, um, and then at six, um, you know, the Seahawks are on a three-game winning streak, so I okay. have to go with them at six. Uh, Geno's looked pretty. He's looked okay. Not too much of a stretch. Yeah, not too much. He's looked okay. Um, an overtime win against the Lions was pretty good for them. Um, so that's my that's at my sixth spot. Um. No, my seven was uh, my seven was gonna be the Ravens, but they they disappointed me today. So I'll say my seven's the Bills because the Bills are all right. I was about to say you gotta have the Bills somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. And then I'm gonna have the Ravens behind them at eight. Oh, and then okay, um, okay. At nine would have been the Cowboys, but no. At nine, I'm gonna have the Buccaneers. Just be- oh my God, Reese! Okay. There's no hey. You got. Oh hey, I, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. Just me personally. Yeah. Okay. And then at ten, I'm actually gonna go with um the Jaguars. Um, at 10. good pick, good pick. Don't- so where are the Cowboys? The only one that I oh Cowboys aren't there. Yeah, because they suck. Like they're gonna okay. Go. Okay. That's okay. You're okay. No, let me just. Did say you see the score? Quick. Scoreboard. <laughs> I, I'm going to speed through mine real quick uh, before we get to the debate after Taylor's. Uh, 49ers won. Uh, I feel like they're proving it on the field right now against the Cowboys, who are a good team, and I'll get to that later in my rankings. Uh, two is Eagles. Eagles have been good, but they haven't played anybody super good. I'd say the best team they played so far is the Buccaneers, which they won by 14. But the Eagles are definitely good. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he has a genuine chance to win MVP he, the way he's playing right now. Number three, I got the Lions. The Lions have really impressed me so far. I mean, you know, that really close loss to the Seahawks, I feel like that was a fluke, but I also feel like the Seahawks are pretty good. Um, Then Number four, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I was thinking about putting them ahead of the Lions because I feel like overall they're a more, like, put-together team, offense and defensive-wise, but the Lions did beat them, like, straight up. So I have to put the Chiefs behind the Lions. Yeah, remember remember every analyst, uh, the Chiefs have Taylor Swift, so, you know, you got to put them ahead of everybody. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, but I'm not Chris Collinsworth. I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes is not playing his best football right now. I would just go ahead and say that yeah. for Chiefs fans out there. Uh, but number five, I'll go the Buccaneers. I know this is very high. I know what, Taylor's buddy? I'm going to disagree with this. Are you serious? I'm going with the, the Buccaneers, their only loss right now is to the Eagles and every other team. I mean, I was about to say every other team they've blown out. They beat. Chicago by 10. They beat Minnesota by three. Those aren't super convincing wins. But I think Baker Mayfield is having a renaissance year. I mean, I feel like Baker Mayfield is showing that he was worth that number one overall pick. I think that his the system of the Buccaneers really works out well. And their offensive line, like I saw it firsthand against the uh, when they play the Saints. I mean, their offensive line is really good. Um, I don't think anybody expected that, but they are. And now number six, I got the Bills. Number six, I got the Bills. Disappointing loss against the Jaguars, and they've also lost to the Jets. Two very, like, just out-of-the-blue losses. Uh, neither was – well, Jets was an away game. But, um, yeah, so I got to go with the Bills. The Bills still look like a good team, and I think they're going to get it fixed. But, I mean, you just can't have those, like, random losses. Uh, number seven, I got the Dolphins. The only reason I got, I got them behind the Bills is because they lost to the Bills straight up, you know. So I had to put them behind the Bills. Um, but I think the Dolphins are a really good team, and we could see them jump in these rankings very quickly in the next couple of weeks because their offense, I would say, is the best in the NFL right now. Number eight, I got the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have quietly, to me, uh, looked like one of the better teams in the NFL, you know, blowing out the Giants, uh, beating the Panthers. Um, but the biggest win and what really made me put them at number eight in these top ten rankings is their win on the road against the Detroit Lions, who, like I said earlier, are number three. I mean, the Seahawks, Geno Smith is showing uh, – he's showing his age a little bit in bad ways, but he's also showing it in good ways. He's able to methodically, you know, pick apart the defense. And, yeah, look to the Seahawks to uh, possibly challenge the 49ers late in the season for that top spot in their division. And now I got number nine. I got the Dallas Cowboys, the team that Reese Kinder forgot to include in his top ten. Oh, yes, they're losing by a lot to the 49ers forget. when we're recording this. I didn't forget. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, uh, why you're wrong. But um, <laughs> well, while we're following this, I understand, yes, they're going to get blown out by the 49ers. But the 49ers, this is, like, one of the best teams I've seen, like, in a while. Like, and that's how that's how good and I have And Reese didn't even have him at his one. Uh, yeah, so that, that's the reason I have him as one. Um, the Cowboys, I still think, are very good. I still think they're uh, going to challenge the Eagles, you know, for the top spot in their division. But, yeah, the Cowboys definitely deserve to be in the top ten. Uh, and then number ten, I originally had the New Orleans Saints, and I felt like that was obviously a little biased. I, and, and also, I was riding off the high of them beating the Patriots by 34 today. Um, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars at number 10. They deserve this spot. I actually talked to my dad a little bit about it because he loves watching the NFL as much as I do. And he was like, you got to put the Jags in there after that win against the Buffalo Bills. Like, they deserve it, you know. So I gave it to them. I threw them a bone. They're going to be number 10 for this week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, of course, I, as soon as I give him to uh, Taylor, or I dropped him, but then Taylor picked him up, he starts looking good. He starts looking like the – Trevor Lawrence that I thought he would be this year. Um, and Calvin Ridley's a dog. Tra Travis Etienne is a dog. I mean, they got some dogs on this team. And uh, look out for the Jaguars. That's my top ten. Taylor, who you got? All right. Number one, I got the 49ers easily. I mean, we're yes. seeing them put on yes. a clinic against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, yeah. They're just they're just so good. Their O-line is really good as well. Trent Williams, you know, the veteran. He's mm -hmm. been locking up Michael Parsons all night. Yeah. Um, number two, I got the Eagles. Yep. Um, I think the Eagles still need to prove it to me, but I mean, 
the two undefeated teams should be the top two. That's yes. that's how this works. Mm-hmm. Number three, I actually have the Dolphins. I'm gonna have to agree with Reese on the Dolphins. Okay, I'm high on the Dolphins right now. I mean, best offense I've probably ever seen since the Cam Newton Carolina Panthers. Um, this offense, it, I mean, it's just way too good. And their schedule coming up is really easy, so I think they could jolt up even more. But number four, I have the Lions. I agree with Reese again. Um, the Lions are really good. You know, Jared Goff, everyone kind of doubted him when he got traded to the Lions. But, you know, very young team as well. Jameson Williams came back today. Um, their tight end is amazing. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, oh, yeah, I know who you're thinking of. I'm blanking out too, though. Sam yeah, Laporta, Sam Laporta. Yeah, Sam Laporta, absolute dog. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, absolute dogs as well. Um, number five, I have the Bills. Ooh. I know they got a tough loss against the Jaguars, but I'm high on this Bills team. Josh Allen, once again, had a great game. Just the defense came short. Um, I have the Bills this high because the Bills are dealing with so many injuries on the defensive side right now. Tredavious White is one of the biggest names in the NFL. He's injured right now. And they had three different guys, Matt Milano, get injured as well today. But if their whole team was healthy, they would they would definitely be easily five, maybe even higher for me. Um, number six, I have the Chiefs, even though they got protected today by the refs in the NFL because the NFL protects the Chiefs because the Chiefs make too, make the NFL too much money. Um, yeah. But we're not, I'm not going to go into the Chiefs. I don't <laughs> like the Chiefs. Number seven, I actually have the Cowboys at number seven. Um, yep. Yes, the Cowboys were the top team. Week one and two, and then they lost to the Cardinals. Bad loss. And, yes, they're losing to the 49ers by a lot, but the 49ers are the best team in the NFL by far. Uh, give me the Cowboys at seven. Dak Prescott will bounce back in a big way. Number eight, I have the Jaguars. I have the Jaguars at number eight. Um, Trevor Lawrence not doing amazing, but this run game for the Jaguars is legit with Tank Bigsby and Travis Etienne. You know, you got the power guy. You got the elusive guy. Both running backs, absolutely amazing. Jaguars at number eight. Number nine, I have the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I agree with the Seahawks here. You know, they had a bye week going into a big game. Uh, Kenneth Walker is absolutely amazing. Fantasy dog, position rank number five. I actually just traded for him in fantasy. Um, you know, Geno Smith, not the best, but if you have a wide receiver core of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba, you deserve to be top ten in the NFL rankings. Then number ten, I have a team that y'all all did not say. Ooh. They're in the same division as the Jaguars. Oh, the Colts? That would be the Indianapolis Colts. I I was actually going to say them, but then I was like... The Colts right now are 3-2, and and Jonathan Taylor just came back. And he didn't have a good game, I will say that. But Anthony Richardson, I like what he's doing in Indianapolis, even though he got hurt today. But, I mean, backup quarterback Garner Minshew, I mean, that's that's not half bad. If you have a backup quarterback Garner Minshew, you're doing something right. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, Mo Cox, they have an insane tight end core. Uh, Quentin Nelson on the O-line, Sarah Franklin on the defense, Julian Blackman. Defense is really good. Shaq Leonard, Kenny Moore. Um, I'm high on this Colts team. They're tied with the Jaguars right now. And let's see who the – I don't know who the Colts play this week. They Jaguars. actually play the Jaguars. So that will that will be an absolute great game. Go Colts. And that's my top ten for the NFL. I don't think we have a lot of debates here. Yeah, I, I I would agree. Um, the only thing actually, I have to say is, Reese, you need to put the Cowboys in the top ten. Yeah. So what 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 makes you think that the Ravens are a better team than the Cowboys? Um. First off, the Cowboys lost to uh, Joshua Dobbs. Um. 
who is probably the worst quarterback in the NFL. I mean, but you could use that same same argument to say, oh, the Bills lost to the Jets, <laughs> yet here we are. But that was just luck that that happened. Um, but I would argue that it was luck that the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but also I think Dak Prescott and them, their offense is helter-skelter. It's just a game they have. They, they'll have like three good games and they'll – go off for a bad game like they're having right now against the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are the, have the best defense in the NFL, but still uh, the Cowboys have a decent offense that has only got 10 points so far against the 49ers. So that's why I put the that's why I put the Cowboys. So why do you have – wait, list your top 10 again. So mine was Eagles, 49ers. Um, okay. Who was three? I think it was the – I think three was – Who were your 7, 8, 9, and 10? Oh, 7, 8, 9, and 10 I think was Ravens. I think it was. Yeah, that's that's crap. Ravens yeah. could not be seven. No, the yeah. bottom of it, no, I think it was C, no it was Seahawks, Ravens, and then nine was like Buccaneers or something, and then ten was Jaguars. Yeah, so that's what my interesting. That's what I have to ask Taylor. I mean, what do you see in this Buccaneers team that isn't as good as this Colts team? Uh, I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't believe in the understandable. Bucks. Let me look. I don't. I don't know who they've played so far. To be honest, no. Nope. I mean, I they're all. I don't haven't done a lot of. Re- I mean, they barely beat Minnesota. Barely beat Chicago. Lost the Eagles and then beat the Saints. Yeah, um, they, beat, I just, they beat us down. So. Yeah, and their running back Rashad White. I had him in fantasy for about one week and then I traded him away. I just don't believe in him. Um, their defense is very good. Very good. Very good. Levante yeah. David, Devin White, Ryan Neal, Antoine Winfield Jr., yeah. Vita Vea, Carlton. I mean, I could go on and on. Jamel Dean. Both Auburn graduates, Carlton Davis and Jamel yeah. Dean. Okay. But Baker Mayfield, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, completion rate of sixty nine percent. I I just don't I just don't believe in a man. Uh, and hey, they have a very hard schedule coming up. Yeah, I mean at, at home at against the, the Lions versus the Lions versus the Falcons at the Bills. I don't want to put them in my top ten, and then they go down. That's all I'm gonna say. So that's, that's a fair. That's they're all. Speaking. Those are all fair points. I mean, I yeah, I think that. Unless y'all have any arguments uh, for mine, I mean, yeah, I had I had Buccaneers all the way at five. Uh, I do believe in them because I mean, you know, they beat down the team that going into that game at home against the Buccaneers. You know, Saints, we were two and one. We were looking better than we had uh, our entire time under Dennis Allen since Drew Brees has left. I felt like, um, but then we got washed. I mean, absolutely hammered uh, at home by the Buccaneers, and so if. Baker Mayfield can keep this up, which I don't know that he will. But if he does, I mean, this Buccaneers team is dangerous. But that's a big if. Um, yeah, and as we're but, as we're speaking, um, Dak Prescott doesn't know which team he's playing for, and threw it right. Bro, it it bounced off the receiver. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, I was about to say I saw that too. Oh, geez, so. forty-two. <laughs> no. All right. Well, if that's if that's all the arguments we have, uh, that was our new segment. And now Taylor, the temperature is indeed rising. Um, I'm starting to get really hot. You know, I need to turn down my thermostat real quick. Yes, sir. I got to take off my blanket. Play the intro. The temperature is rising. That can only mean one thing. It's time for Taylor's Hottest Take. I'm Mm -mm -mm. going to start a fire. All right, be quiet, Reese. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of hype right now and kind of tunnel vision on college football, NFL, and even the MLB playoffs. And I would even say the WNBA with the mm. finals going on. Um, I think the Liberty actually took game one. And the NHL is starting up. But I want to go a little bit into the – not as much into the future as last episode. 
but I want to go a little bit into the future. Ah. Kind of go away from this football talk that we're doing about. And I want to talk about my favorite professional sport, personally. I'm going to talk about some NBA basketball. Ooh. Personally, I'm a Warriors fan, Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors fan for life. And personally, my second favorite team is the Grizzlies. You know, I got a John Morant jersey after the, the whole um, – Ah! It's not talking. Yeah. But – you know who's going to win the finals, guys? You might you might be thinking, you know, Bucks with the Damian Lillard trade. Uh-huh. You know, the Celtics with Drew Holiday now. No. I've yeah. been thinking the Warriors get another one. The uh, maybe the Lakers, LeBron James, like before he retires. But no! Oh. Cleveland! <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers wow. will win the NBA finals for the first time since 2016 when they had LeBron James. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love as the trio. I really, really like this Cavs team. And I see them sneaking into the playoffs as a three seed under the Celtics and Bucks, but they'll upset a few teams. I just want to take a straight look at the roster. Starting lineup Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Max Struess, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen is their starting lineup. Yeah. Then off the bench, they got Isaac Okoro, Auburn grad, Karis mm. Levert, and Ricky Rubio as three. Of their big names. And then, y'all may not know this, but they got one of the most hyped middle school and high school players of all time, all over Ball is Life YouTube, as hyped as LaMelo Ball was among the with the 49th pick this past draft. This team has an amazing mix of young stars combined with veterans, such as Karis Levert and Ricky Rubio. And I just want to highlight Donovan Mitchell real quick, just kind of, you know... Uh, glaze him a little bit, but he averaged 28.3 points, 4.4 assists, and 1.5 steals per game per season. I mean, these are insane numbers. I mean, you may look at like Giannis, Luka, all these stars with these numbers, but look at the teams around them. Like Giannis has – Luka has almost no one around him, so he can average 40 points. But these are insane numbers for how good the rest of this team is. And Jared Allen and Evan Mobley – are some of the best defenders down low, yeah. and they are literally the twin towers in the paint. Uh, Allen averages 9.8 rebounds. Mobley averages one and a half blocks a game. All I'm saying is, with all these trades going on and all of the movement going on in the NBA right now, the Cavaliers have been completely overlooked, and it shows because they have the 10 best, 10th best odds to win the finals under such teams as the Mavericks, Clippers, oh, wow. and 76ers. Honestly, <laughs> the Mavericks and Clippers to me is an absolute joke to be above them. Yeah. But I feel like this is pretty hot. We're in the desert right now. What are y'all's takes on the Cleveland Cavaliers? So I think I think the Max Truce, I totally forgot about the Max Truce uh like pickup. That I think that's a huge pickup because they didn't lose anything. They just signed him. It wasn't a trade or anything. And because you'll remember last year, their starting lineup is basically the same, except they had a core starting, which I love a core, great player. I got to watch a lot of his games uh when he played at Auburn. He's absolute stud. But, I mean, he's just – he's not there yet, like, as an all-around player yet. He's more of, like, a defensive, you know, stronger uh, defensive player. But Max Struess, you know, to combine with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen uh, on the defensive side of the ball, whereas Max Struess is just knockdown shooter, you know, it's – that's almost what I felt like what was missing. Because the Cavs, I mean, they've, they've been there. You know, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell – like, that's one of the best backcourts in the NBA, I would argue, right now. Um, but Max Struess is, like, that missing puzzle piece, I feel like. Um, so, I'm not going to fully say as, like, you know, because 
this is my segment. I'm not going to say hot, hot take. I think they're going to win the finals. I don't think they're going to win the finals because, like you said, yes, I am a I'm a Bucks Glazer right now. I think that uh, Dame and you know Giannis. I feel like that's just the match made in heaven. But I don't disagree fully. I do think that they're going to be a very good team. This man's uh, also a Pelicans fan, guys. So yes, I am. And Zion, Zion Williamson, comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Just watch. He's going to um, win rookie of yeah. the year because he hasn't even played a game. <laughs> comeback player of the year. Just watch. Bro, you know Zion hasn't even played a game. He's a ninety-two overall in two K. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. That's Reese, what's your take on the Cavs? Um, yes. I'm a Warriors fan as well as Taylor. Um, but, you know, yeah, I honestly agree with Taylor. I think the Cavaliers lineup is very good. Uh, didn't they make the playoffs last year, Taylor? Yes. yes. Yeah. But they lost. Yeah. yeah, no, I honestly think um, last year was a, you know, they, they just needed a little bit more help. And I think Amani Bates is going to help with that. And um, I, I think that Donovan Mitchell is one of the best players in the NBA. Um, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I think the Cavaliers have a shot to make it to the finals and possibly win a championship. I mean, yeah, the one thing they were mainly missing, like that's what I was basically trying to say, the one thing they were mainly missing is just a straight-up role player, spot-up shooter, Matt Strews, because they got a role player in Isaac Okoro on the defensive end, and then, like you said, Twin Towers inside. And, Max, and their, de- their depth is great. Max, is so. it going to be the Pelicans versus Cavs in the finals, and then the, Pel- the Cavs are going to win in four? No, it'll be Pelicans versus Bucks. But yeah! I mean, the temperature's hot. We're we've made it to Phoenix. We left. <laughs> Let's go to Max with everyone's favorite segment, Prize Picks. Take them away, Max. Not sponsored by the app Prize Picks. It's time for Max's Prize Picks. So we're gonna try and make it quicker for y'all because I know y'all got you know jobs to go to, uh, and we don't want to keep making the show two hours as much as we love talking sports. But um, we're gonna go. We know and get Max started. loves talking. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, we're going to go and get started with the standings this week. So I actually had the best record uh, this week. I had four and six, but that still wasn't, that still wasn't really good. Um, four and six record. Taylor went three and seven, and Reese went two and eight. Uh, two and eight was my record last week. Reese, uh, it's kind of tough. Um, <laughs> and now we got uh, Taylor is number one still, though, 37 and 23. And then I'm... 500 now. I'm 30 and 30. And then Reese I'll even, is not I'll looking too good. Know. Houston, Hello. we have a problem. 27 But anyways, now we're going to go and get started. So we don't have, as much as y'all are going to be sad, we don't have countdown next week. Auburn has a bye week, so we have a bye week. Um, but we're going to, so we can pick high school football games. And we're going to start off, we have two on the slate. First one is going to be Dothan at Enterprise. Dothan is 5 and 2. They just got blown out by Central, but they're going away against the Enterprise team who's 5-1, and one, and this game has a possibility to be the deciding factor in who makes the playoffs between these two teams because Auburn and Central are basically locks at this point, and then it's really between Dothan, Enterprise, possibly Opelika. Hello and um, welcome to AHS Countdown. Yeah. I'm your host, Max Dothan. So yeah, y'all are definitely going to be missing that ah. this week. Um, but no, so we got Dothan at Enterprise. Um, there's no lines out yet because they don't put the lines out until Wednesday as well as the rankings. Um, so coming off that loss against Central and then Enterprise, like you said, Reese, blew out Prattville. Um, I'm going to have to go with Enterprise on this one. Uh, 
I'm going to have to agree with Taylor. Like he always says in the Nature's Countdown, I don't believe in Dothan's offense. I feel like Enterprise has too good of an offense. Uh, so I feel like the Wildcats win this one. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think that the Wildcats are going to win 38-34 to 34 over the Dothan Wolves at home. Give me the Wildcats around. <laughs> Bro. What the freak was that? Uh, oh, yeah, no. Sam Broadway actually is a really good quarterback, I think. Um, and, um, yeah, I see Dothan winning this game. Uh, I'm going to say Dothan wins 35 to – Dothan? Yeah. Interesting pick, Reese. Interesting why, pick. Why would I go with Enterprise when they got blown out by Central? Dothan also Everyone got blown out by Central. Central. Well, well, well. Um. <laughs> No, I'm I'm gonna go with Dothan because I think Sam Broadway's a good quarterback. Um, I don't care what you guys say. Um, but uh, I think uh, I think Dothan wins thirty-five to thirty-one. Well, you know, given how bad Reese's record is, I'm gonna have to agree with Max on this one. Um, Enterprise does have an interesting quarterback situation, just like Auburn. But I believe in this Enterprise uh, running back room. I think his name is Keith Dunlap, actually. Keon Dunlap. Um, yeah, he's a dog. He'll he'll have a big game. I got Enterprise 49-0. Go Wildcats. 49-0 <laughs> is wild. Hey, Keon wow. Dunlap is also a safety and a running back. He's a three-star committed to Indiana, so he's going to have a big game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this game's going to decide, you know, who makes that third or fourth spot in uh, Region 2. Next, we go to Baker at Mary Montgomery. Oh. Now Baker's six and one and four and zero in Region One, and Mary Montgomery's actually seven and zero and four and zero for their first time in school history. They have never started a season seven and zero. I went all the way back to nineteen fourteen when their season when the team started. So I got the I got freak. I can't think. Sorry. Uh, Google's got me tripping. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so this Mary Montgomery team, they're going to be entering this game number four because Auburn Central and Thompson all getting wins. They're not going to move. Uh, but this is a huge game, and I haven't seen much out of this Mary Montgomery team. I know that they've blown out basically everybody they played. Um, I know Taylor, whenever on H's countdown, is always like, Mary Montgomery at four, like why? And I honestly, I don't disagree with them because they haven't played anybody and Baker, they've proven themselves against tough teams. And so I'm going to go with Baker on the road to upset, to ruin Mary Montgomery's, uh, you know, undefeated season. Josh Flowers is a dog. Bryce Kane is a dog. And yeah, I'm going to go with Baker to win this one. This one's also going to be a a high school shootout. I'm going to go with Baker winning this one 42 to 38 42 to 38 over the vikings on the road buzz buzz go hornets um baker's a really good team uh we've featured them a lot on countdown um mary montgomery i think their schedule's been really easy so i'm gonna take Mm -hmm. baker here Uh, i'm gonna say baker wins this one uh i'm gonna say 38 to 21 Mm. I, i i was i agree with reese actually baker is a really really good team I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue against that seven zero record for Mary Montgomery, but I mean Baker. You know, actually, I just clicked on the wrong sport on Max Price. I clicked on basketball. 
<laughs> Baker just beat Bryant. Um, that's not a very worthy opponent. But Baker has also beaten Theodore, who we saw beat Opelika. They beat Foley. They beat Daphne. Had that tough loss against Dothan. But I got to go to the Baker Hornets with y'all. Um, their quarterback is just way too good. Way, way too good. Um, Josh Flowers, you know, we talk about him a lot on Countdown. He'll have yeah. a huge game. To continue his 14 touchdowns and two interception season, go Baker Hornets. And now we'll move into a game that I've basically already prefaced who I think is going to win. But we got the number 10 USC Trojans. Don't don't deserve to be number 10. I've already said why. Uh, but they're 6-0, and and they're going away against number 21 Notre Dame fight, Fighting Irish, who have lost – uh, to Ohio State and Louisville, both tough losses against undefeated teams. They're five and two, but the line still does favor Notre Dame. Uh, in South Bend, Notre Dame is favored minus two and a half, and over under is sixty two and a half right now. So the Vegas betting betting makers, I guess I don't know. I just, I believe that, but uh, they are favoring the Irish here, and I'm honestly I I agree with them. I think Notre Dame's going to win this game. I just feel like. That was an off game for Sam Hartman. I feel like he just – I don't know what he was doing, but I feel like he's going to get back in his groove uh, like he was before that game when he had 14 touchdowns without an interception. So I got Notre Dame winning this one at home. Give me Notre Dame winning. I think this will actually be a lower-scoring game because I think that this Notre Dame defense will be able to – will be able to – Frank, will be able to – Rattle Caleb Williams. Max Mesman, 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 Max And so I think that this Notre Dame defense will be able to rattle Caleb Williams. I said it. They're going to be able to rattle the reigning Heisman winner. And give me Notre Dame winning this one 24-21. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game because USC is going to get rattled on offense, and then their defense just isn't going to be able to do enough. Actually, make it 31-21 because I think USC's defense is horrible. Um, I think Notre Dame actually wins this game big. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um stop laughing taylor um yeah i think sam hartman gets revenge uh from losing to louisville and i think that notre dame wins this game i'm gonna say close just because caleb williams is good at like uh usc's offense is good but their defense will give up a lot of points i'm, I'm gonna say 42 to uh 38 Mm. <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna actually have to agree with both of y'all again <laughs> notre dame everyone talks about sam hartman but they got a stellar stellar tight end in mitchell evans didn't see a lot of action against louisville only four receptions for 71 yards and one touchdown but on the season he has 343 yards uh he averages 15.6 yards per catch you know this stadium is going to be packed out, probably sold out. And the U, the Notre Dame defense is really good. I feel like this is going to be a Notre Dame defense versus USC offensive game. And if the Notre Dame defense can win, then Notre Dame will win this game behind Sam Hartman and their star running back, Audric Estime. Give me the Notre Dame Irish 
Uh, I'm gonna have to say 35 to 14. So um, now we're gonna move on to 35 to 15. That's hey, they're gonna blow them out. Uh, next, we got number 18 UCLA Bruins, who are four and one overall and one and one in Pac-12 play, uh, coming off that huge upset against Washington State at home. They go away to number 15 Oregon State Beavers. Well, Max, Max, or- Max. I think Georgia and Vanderbilt was a very intriguing <laughs> matchup. Yeah, I know. Sadly, we didn't have time, so I couldn't include that on the on the picks. Um, I also think Indiana, Michigan. You know, shout out. That's going to be a great game. But anyways, uh, we're going to pick this game. That's actually going to be a good game. Oregon State, who's five and one overall and two and one uh, in the Pac-12 play, coming off a big win over Utah and Cal. Um, I'm going to go – well, the line is Oregon State minus five. Over-under is 53-and-a-half, so a bit more of a defensive side of the ball. Um, so I'm going to go with Oregon State at home here. If this was in UCLA, it might flip the other way. This game's going to be really close, and I feel like it's going to be very low scoring. I actually, th- I actually think that over-under should be lower because that UCLA defense, they've proven it twice now. I mean, against Utah, they only allowed 14 against Washington State. I mean, they held Cameron Ward to one passing touchdown and two interceptions. They held him to 17 points. I mean, a Washington State team that was just rolling going into that game. And I'm going to go with Oregon State at home here. I feel like DJU is starting to figure it out. You know, they scored 52 on the road against Cal. Um, He's fitting into that offense well. So I'm going to go Oregon State at home here. Give me them. This is going to be very low scoring. I'm going to go 17-7. I think UCLA scores one touchdown and that's it and then Oregon State wins by 10. Give me Oregon State. Go Beavers. Reese? Bro, did Reese leave the call? Reese. Bro, this man just went to the restroom, bro. I'm going to punch this guy. Oh, uh, I think Oregon State will win. Um, we are still away. <laughs> uh, I think Oregon State will win. I was talking the whole time. Could y'all not hear me? No. Oh. But we know you're faking it. It's fine. <laughs> I think Oregon State will win. Um, we are away. I think D- DJU will probably play very good. Um, he had five touchdown passes against... Um, against California last week. Um, so, yeah, I, I got Oregon State since it's at Oregon State because we saw the crowd uh, against Utah. And, um, you know, that game against Utah was a uh, – it was actually a very good game. Oregon State fans stormed the field. We might see another field storming here. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Oregon State, and I'm going to say they win 24-14. to 14. You know, I'm going to have to fix the graphic. I'm going to go UCLA. <laughs> um, I just believe in this UCLA defense more than this Oregon State offense. Um, and Dante Moore for UCLA has had a pretty decent season. He didn't have the greatest game against Washington State with those two touchdowns. But the UCLA defense will cause turnovers. And DJ. Oh, no. We away. Will choke like he always does in a big game. So give me the UCLA Bruins 
traveling to Corvallis, Oregon, and beating my arch nemesis, the Oregon State Beavers. Go Ducks and go Bruins. Well, speaking of the Ducks, that's our next game. The game of the week, the game of the year so far, in my opinion, for college football. Number eight, I know we just had the Red River rivalry, uh, but I got this game, number eight, Oregon Ducks, college game day, 5-0, and 2-0 and in Pac-12 play are the Ducks, and they're going away against number seven, Michael Penix Jr.-led Washington Huskies, 5-0, and 2-0 and in the conference of the Pac-12. The line is favoring Washington here by three points. The line is Washington minus three, and the over-under is it's, it's high. I mean, as expected, it's 67 and a half right here. And this is going to be – I know Taylor's obviously going to disagree with me because I know he's going to pick. But this is a game I also need to catch back up, you know, in the points. So I know that we're going to disagree here. But I genuinely, I genuinely believe that the Washington Huskies oh, no. will beat the Ducks at home. No, you better watch out. I think that Washington is a really good team. Their defense is good enough, but their offense, I mean, wow. Roma Dunze and uh, Michael Penix Jr., they actually have three uh, three possibly first-team All-American wide receivers. Like, it's actually insane. They have uh, Jalen McMillan as well, and I'm trying to pull up uh, their lineup, but they have, like, three receivers that are all above, like, 500 receiving yards already. Um, so, yeah, so they have Roma Dunze. They have Jalen Polk, who's a transfer from Mississippi State, and then they have Jalen McMillan. All three really good. Uh, I know Oregon, I do feel like that their defense is just a little bit better, but I feel like Washington's offense is just on a whole other level this year. I feel like it's one of the best offenses that I've seen in a decade for college football. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is just him. Um, so I'm going to go with Washington winning this one. A shootout, an absolute shootout. I'm going to go with Washington winning this one 49-42 to 42 over Oregon. All touchdowns because both these offenses, they don't settle for field goals. They're just too good. So I'm going to go Washington absolutely smashing that over. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington winning 49-42, beating the spread, beating the over, and go Huskies. You know what I think? What's up? Uh, I think Washington, uh, I think they're going to lose. Because yep. The Oregon Ducks are going to clap those. Um, I can't say. Hey, yeah. uh, they're going to they're gonna clap the Huskies um, in uh, Washington. Oregon wins. I'm going to say 45 to 38 in Washington. Very high scoring game. That's why the over under 67. And, um, you know, um, Bo Nix continues his Heisman run. And, um, yeah, Washington goes 5 and 1. Oregon goes 6 and 0. Oh, and Oregon possibly gets into the college football playoff race. <laughs> Oregon, our alma mater, we will guard you on and on. Let us gather. No way this guy's doing the horn. Can't hurt glory, Oregon. Roared the praises of her warriors. Telling the story, Oregon. No one who thinks we get a load of this guy. Mighty Oregon. I wonder who he's going to pick. Uh, I don't know. Oregon Ducks, let's go! <laughs> oh, fly, Ducks, fly. Bo Nix continues his Heisman campaign. Kyrie Jackson probably gets an interception or two. Bucky Irving gets some rushing yards, you know, comes out of the backfield. Gets some receiving yards. 
Troy Franklin, dear friend of mine, Tez Johnson, Gary Bryant Jr., they all have great games. You know, Oregon defense is way too good for this phony freaking Washington offense. Tysheem Johnson, Jeffrey Bossa, and DJ Uyunglele's brother, Matayo, gets a sack or two or three. Let's freaking go, Oregon Ducks. We will fight on for Mighty Oregon, and Mighty Oregon will win the game. Dang. Surprise, surprise. Um, any, anyway, now we move to the NFL, which I'm not going to lie. It's hey, sorry for my singing. I can't sing, guys. Oh, no, you're all good. But anyways, we move on to another kind of midweek for the NFL. Um, it's kind of tough when, you know, you have a lot of teams just losing Wait, a lot many, of games. How many games uh, are we picking? We are picking three games. Why? There's NFL. no good games. Okay, we are actually, for time and because you actually told me that we were supposed to do eight and I totally forgot, we're only going to pick one game because I think it's the only really, truly good game. And it's going to be the Detroit Lions. Well, I think the Broncos and the Chiefs is a great game. And they're going away against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also who are three and one. Uh, the line is Detroit Lions minus three, and the over under is forty five and a half. Uh, obviously, this is a non divisional game, but both these teams were uh, in my rankings as well as Reese's, and then the Detroit Lions are in the top five of all of ours. Uh, I think this is going to be a great game in Raymond James Stadium. I'm going to go with the Lions, though, to win this game on the road. This Lions team is legit. They're probably the best they've been in, like, forever since the Barry Sanders days. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions winning on the road here. Jared Goff has another great game. Aiden Hutchinson gets a sack and probably a fumble recovery return for a touchdown. I'm going to go with the Lions winning this one. Give me them 27, 27 to 20 winning this one on the road. Uh, so beating the over-under just a little bit. And then obviously beating the spread. Give me the Lions on the road. Um, yeah, the Lions are going to win this game. Um, yeah, I don't think the Buccaneers win this game at all. Their defense is okay. But uh, I say that the uh, Lions, I saw them today when uh, they played the Panthers. The Lions are just like – incredibly good and uh that's why i put them uh third in my top 10 and that's why they're gonna beat the buccaneers um i'm gonna say 24 to 7 i agree with that pick um Ah. i'm gonna i'm gonna have to agree with max here i'm gonna have to go to the lions um like i said i didn't i didn't have the buccaneers in my top 10 i just don't believe in baker mayfield rashad white is really really bad uh, actually, he's not that bad. He just doesn't score any touchdowns. But, yeah, give me the Lions winning big. I say I would say Lions 31-17. to 17. I mean, it's just it's – just, the Lions are way too good for their roster potential. Um, I do not like – I don't like C.J. Garner-Johnson being out for the Lions, but their, def- their D-line will carry them to victory. Go Lions. And – if that's all we have to say for the prize picks, that's all we have to say for the podcast. That's going to do it for episode <laughs> seven of the Tigers. All the game uh, um, We hope y'all enjoyed it. Last week here, Taylor singing the organ all the together. Randomly clapping. We had fun filming this episode. We hope you guys are listening. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're on the story or the game. 
Charity Victory and also the heroes of Almighty Aura through our email account hsmaster.org and send us fan mail. Go Ducks! Go Ducks! For the O! For the O! Go Ducks! Let's fly Ducks! Fly! Go Oregon! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Tiger Stand Podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also be sure to check out our other podcast, Play Callers, where we interview a coach from Auburn High School football. Be sure to check out those episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central on all platforms.